introduction of young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures by hamilton wright maybe introduction the men or women are few who do not love to listen to travellers tales nor desire themselves to go out and see the world and to the imaginative youngster the hills which set a blue bound to his home horizon seem to hide a fascinating paradise of wonders and joy which he resolves to explore when he is grown up it has always been so and doubtless always will be although the world seems now so small to the globe-trotter and the newspaper tells us day by day what is happening in countries which a few years ago were almost as remote and inaccessible as the moon where stanley laboriously marched for weeks to meet livingstone one may now go by rail in a single night the falls of the zambezi utterly out of reach and lone when livingstone described them only a half century ago are furnishing electric light and power to highly civilized towns a burnaby need no longer ride for weary days across a desert to reach kiva for cooks will furnish him a railroad ticket thither or to the cities of marco polo's mysterious tartary far beyond even mecca itself where burton penetrated only after spending a lifetime in perfecting his disguise may soon be the terminus of a few days tour from cairo or jerusalem one who has been to the other side of the globe is no longer therefore remarkable not only london and new york but many smaller cities as well have travellers clubs and explorers clubs even women conduct expeditions into savage lands and climb the peaks of the andes or himalayas have this modern case of journeying into once remote and forbidden regions and the plentitude of advance information as to what may be seen there decreased travel or dulled the desire seemingly not the greater the facility the more the attraction many may go now to whom formerly it would be impossible steamships and railways thrive wherever established and are supported largely by their tourist traffic most travellers are more interested in old lands than in exploring new ones few of the thousands who visit jerusalem dare the hardships of the syrian desert to view wondrous petra or the abandoned cities of bashan as did burckhardt and porter yet no reading is more delightful than the accounts of their experiences by venturesome travellers like these we thrill as we turn the pages describing deliverance from bloody perils and in the comfort of our easy chairs find a fearful joy in details of privation and distress such as warburton underwent in the australian desert because we feel the heroic spirit of the writer animating the text moreover a lively narration of strange scenes and peoples pleasantly stimulates the imagination and makes us wish to read the book of some other person who has travelled there and get the picture as he saw it to read a good book of travel is like journeying with a remarkably wise companion who relieves us all of the trouble of the trip and gives us only the pleasure 
it was indeed the eager interest with which his home-keeping neighbors listened to his stories when perchance one had gone afield and had seen strange sights that led to that humorous and kindly exaggeration which presently made travellers tales a proverb it was a wonder-loving age in which marco polo wandered through the regions of the khan even to japan because it was an ignorant one every marvel was acceptable so long as the minds of men were not yet free from the wild superstitions of the middle ages corrupted relics of the poetic myths of antiquity the discovery of the new western continent the circumnavigation of africa and then of the whole globe had stupefied the stay-at-home world with surprise there was scant information by which to judge of truth and romancers took quick advantage of this ignorance and interest to embroider and invent more and more startling stories because they would sell and nobody could gainsay them we now realize that the best of the early voyagers were substantially truthful but the narratives of the soberest of them are vivid and quaint and some of the others are most amusing in their luxuriant fertility of imagination their startling brilliant overwhelming mendacity no longer can travellers tales beguile the wits of the simplest of rustics and science takes the place of romance no modern voyager to quote lowell's whimsical complaint brings back the magical foundation stones of a tempest no marco polo traversing the desert beyond the city of Locke, would tell of things able to inspire the mind of milton with calling shapes and beckoning shadows dire and airy tongues that syllable men's names on sands and shores and desert wildernesses it is easy enough to believe the story of dante when two-thirds of even the upper world were yet untraversed and unmapped with every step of the recent traveller our inheritance of the wonderful is diminished now whether we regard with the poets the disappearance of the childish ignorance of the sixteenth century as a loss or with ordinary folk count it as gain that men and women have acquired the world wisdom of the twentieth century certain it is that the change has come about primarily through the brave work and observant records of explorers and travellers these voyagers by sea and hardy adventurers by land have spread the map from a few hundred miles around the mediterranean until it has enveloped the globe but a better result than enlarging the atlas has been enlarging the minds of men and the peace of god in the old days stranger and enemy were synonyms travel has shown the error of this in fact and its bad policy as a theory travel has disclosed that other countries have products and goods which we need and which they will exchange for ours still better that they have men who can exchange with us ideas profitable to both so it has stimulated communication and commerce commerce produces mutual appreciation and confidence which lead to friendship and conserve public peace this national benefit has come about through the combined enlightenment of thousands of citizens who by actual travel themselves or by reading the accounts of others more fortunate have been lifted out of the narrow bounds that limit the mind as well as the feet of the homestayers travelling bartlett reminds us enlarges our views gives a knowledge of men and manners 
causes us to embrace the human race as one great family and call every child of misfortune our brother says another a man who has travelled and seen the world brings all countries to his fireside sees mankind as they are not as he could wish to have them can calculate correctly on all he sees and hears and seldom suffers severely by misfortune again the use of travelling is to widen the sphere of observation and to enable us to examine and judge of things for ourselves these benefits still accrue the more cultivated a man is or seeks to be the more he feels the need of widening his sphere of observation all men may not be able to go abroad study new scenes and people and enjoy places and things associated in his recollection with those features of history art and literature which have interested him from childhood but in these days every person may read the books of those who have had this privilege no kind of reading is more entertaining nor more profitable the present volume exhibits its charm and its variety it is to be hoped that it will lead the youth into whose hands it may fall to wander widely in this field of literature ernest ingersoll end of introduction